Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NAS Time Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rockfell, alongside my two co-hosts now, Colin Ward and Kenny Brady. Welcome you back to episode four of the NAS Time Podcast, guys. Interesting weekend. We're going to break down Las Vegas here and there. Not really an eventful weekend. Have some things that happened over the weekend uh, between the trucks, the Xfinity to the Cup Series. Um, have a little bit uh, you know, to talk about with Talladega coming up. So it should be an interesting episode. Like I said, Las Vegas, not very eventful here. Some things here and there. But uh, other than that, guys, we're ready to kick it off for you guys. Welcome back, Kenny, Colin. How we doing, guys? What's up, Jason? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Kenny, how are we doing, buddy? I am doing lovely. I'm living the life. Happy to be back with Jason and Colin. It's a good time. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah, yeah man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Nice time party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. All right. Uh, before we start this episode, I just want to thank uh, on Instagram, somebody reached out to me uh, with a brand new logo. I updated some of the episodes, I believe, if not all. I don't think Spotify or the RSS feed was letting me edit them. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to MemeCar48 on Instagram. Again, that's MemeCar48 on Instagram for giving us this brand new, beautiful logo. Uh, really like it. Really like the tires in the background. Really like how sleek and, uh, you know, nice it looks. Um, definitely better than the one logo that I made. I made mine. It was makeshift, but this is definitely more professional. I really like it. So, uh, MemeCar, thank you very much on Instagram. Uh, his name is Andrew. Andrew, that was his name. Looking back at my DMs right now. So, Andrew, thank you so much, dude, for this podcast. Uh, logo it's it's really cool we really appreciate you listening in and hearing what we have to say about the sport and all that jazz but we just want to say thank you uh from thank you the bottom of our yes. hearts pal yeah, so Andrew, thank you very it much is, it is a beautiful logo and very very thoughtful of you to do that very really deeply appreciate it very slick very slick yes it's fast it's last oh, yeah. it's time fast it's Dude, looking it's good time. It's hell yes kind of fast Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, yeah, brother. All righty, guys. So we're going to break down Las Vegas for our first section of the podcast, guys. Uh, truck series Friday night. Uh, we don't really Ooh. usually go into trucks in Xfinity, but I think we're going to talk about them a little bit more. As of uh, last week, we did with Bristol uh, between Chandler Smith getting his first career race uh, win. And uh, then obviously the uh, fantastic, one of the best finishes probably of the modern era at Bristol for the Xfinity series. And then we had cup. So this week, not too eventful, honestly, in my opinion, uh, truck series, definitely the more better race, uh, just because of the way that the package is there and the way the trucks are, cause it's almost like a plate race just on a mile and a half. So, uh, Christian Eckes finally gets it done. Uh, I know my girlfriend, if she's going to be listening to this, I know she was crying because she said it all week that he was finally going to get that win. She just had a feeling cause she celebrated her, uh, or we celebrated her, uh, 19th birthday this past weekend on Sunday. And she said it would be a great birthday present if Christian were to go out there and win because her and Christian talk here and there. And uh, a few months ago, he sent her a care package filled with uh, some hero cards, trading cards, autograph stuff like a shirt, hat, and uh, sent him one of his Stillo visors. 
which is pretty cool. Came in the case and everything. So I've never really seen one of the visors up close, but uh, she has it in uh, the case still. It's autographed by him. It's really, really cool, really thoughtful of him to do that. And he uh, talked to her and stuff like that. They talk here and there, and she's become friends with a couple of his buddies. So uh, Christian, congratulations on the win, dude. Definitely well-deserved. Had held off his uh, uh, arch rival and now teammate in the truck series, guys. What do we think of the truck <laughs> race this past weekend? Dude, as soon as he crossed the line, took that checkered flag, the first person I texted was G. Same here, man. He was going <laughs> off. She was when so he off. when he took the lead. I was like, G is losing. Oh yeah, I was like, G losing is it right now. Your pants at the moment, but then like, <laughs> I I didn't want to jinx anything. I didn't want to text you and be like, Yo, you watching this, dude? The last forty laps of that race because we went to I think Seven Eleven or Wawa, um, with like the forty Wawa to go. Run. Yeah, the late night Wawa run. And she'd been saying all week. And then uh, the last 40 laps, she was sitting there. I'm laying in my bed. She's sitting in my chair that I'm sitting in right now. She's just sitting there, eyes glued to the TV, her chin resting on my iris steering wheel. And she's just, just watching, just hoping. Excuse me. And uh, uh, you know something? Everybody probably thought that like she was uh, like like jumping up and down. like Like she was just silent like when he took the lead with like four or five to go like i was just i was uh, i was just like so amazed i was just like holding her like come on like he can do it because she wanted him to win so badly especially especially her knowing him and everything like that like and i wanted to see her happy and i knew that christian had the truck to do it because he was really fast on the long runs on a short run just i think it was austin hill gave him that push there on the restart and uh I don't remember who it was. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I, I don't remember clearly, but whoever it was behind him gave him a really good push. The guy on the bottom didn't have any help. So, and she just broke down crying and it was really cool to see. I'm really happy for her. I'm really happy for Christian. I'm, you know, I really hope I'd like to see him in a truck full time again next year. Cause yeah, he, he, he really he, does have what it takes. I know he does. Yeah. He, he really, uh, he opened my eyes. That's for sure. I always thought he was just one of the, you know, one of those guys who uh, got a break and, you know, failed it and just never going to hear from him again. But, I mean, here he is, man. I mean, I, I think I think that opened up a lot of teams' eyes. Yeah, I remember watching Christian through the late model ranks. Obviously, he won the Snowball Derby beating Kyle Busch. No, nah, so. it, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't – I don't. it might have been Kyle Busch, but it, he won a photo finish with John Hernandez. check. Yeah, I think Kyle's in the race though. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, because you know Kyle runs those every he, other yeah, year. Yeah, he may have. I'm not sure, but I know that he beat John Hunter because I just made an edit of him last night with that win, and he beat him by half a car length. And Christian was wheeling and dealing. Oh my gosh, that race! What year was that? 2016. 2016. No, 2016. Oh, oh was it 16? Oh well, I thought it was 15. But yeah, I mean, he's just—I knew Christian could drive. It's just yeah, like you said, just. I mean, I he was know. a 2019 ARCA champ. Yeah, man. Really? I yeah. actually have all these stats about. He him. won a lot of races. The, oh, I, if it wasn't for G, I'd probably be like, "Who? Who is that guy?" <laughs> no, well, here's the thing, though. He's really good. Like, she opened my eyes because it, it's always the people that you don't really pay attention to, and then when you're friends with people, their favorite drivers. Like, I, I, like, I know more about Kyle Busch because you guys. You guys know more about Ryan Blaney because of me. I mean, but you guys also like Blaney, you know. I, G, I always follow Blaney. He's so cute. No, my God. Wow. All right. Oh, wow. You got a crush like Dave Moody. You got a crush on Ryan Blaney. Oh, of course. I, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I, I told you guys this. Oh, Davey. Oh, boy. 
But um, yeah, she opened my eyes up to him, and I was looking at the stats. He's not really that bad. I mean, every time he's gotten into that 98 car this season, um, I think he only finished outside the top 15 like once or maybe top 20. I don't know. I know he only wrecked like once or twice this season. He's usually all up there in the top 10. In the first half of the season, whenever he was in that truck, he was getting top 10 consistently. I mean, he was on the money. Um, I mean, he was doing really, really good. I just I was always wondering when he was gonna break through and finally get that win. He ended up finally getting that win. I can't believe he won that race, man. I just can't believe it. It was awesome. That was the first of two surprise winners this weekend. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we had the Xfinity series. I was trying to pay attention because see the Xfinity series, I feel like back in the day when they ran that bigger splitter and the um the taller, like two duck. Uh, I want to say Duckbill. I don't even know whatever you want to call it, like the Fang-looking uh, spoilers. Remember that that uh, that shit from 2014? They yeah. ran it. It was like there was one part of the spoiler on each of the left and right sides where it was taller than the other. That yeah. package was great. I love that package so much. And then they went to the shorter, more narrow spoiler. But it also makes the car harder to drive now, which I get. But it's not as good, you know, of racing at these mile and a half sometimes. You know, I think that Vegas was just one of those tracks where the old Xfinity package was able to prevail better. But, I mean, Josh Berry went out, and he didn't just fill in for Mike Lynette. He went out and won. And, I mean, he could have won Michigan earlier this year, like a few weeks ago. But he went out, and he straight up beat Justin Allgaier. And Justin Allgaier beat him on in the pits. Because uh, uh, yeah. Allgaier I mean, pitted earlier than him. Blew and, around him. Yeah. Didn't, even, didn't even battle him. You know, and it goes to show you that these short track guys can do it. They talked about it on NBC. These short track guys can do it if they get the chance. Like, I mean, then again, I mean, Josh Berry's been driving in junior motorsports equipment for years now. But, you know, you got to understand, too, that Josh Berry is not your ordinary short track driver. He's cracked. You know, he wins almost anything he gets in. I'm going to tell you what. Obviously, having logos on the side of the car, that's how – that's how you are funded to arrive to the track every day. Uh, but Josh Berry proved that Michael Annette is the problem for that one team. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm going to have to agree with you there. It's just, I think it's Michael's time, you know? I don't know. I, mean, I just... don't think he ever had a time. <laughs> He's just so random. I mean, he did have that one win at Daytona. One win at Daytona, yeah. But, yeah, but it was, but it was Daytona. all be. But you yeah, also gotta exactly. understand too that that arrow package. Even now, I I still am I'm still on the fence about the Xfinity Series arrow package when it comes to the plate tracks. Ever since that year, you nobody even bothered to make a move on him. Like they, it was a single file train. Like that was one of the most forgettable Xfinity Series openers at Daytona I've ever watched. Of all, one of the most forgettable races of all time. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know, man. It's just. When you throw Josh in the car with no practice at Vegas and he goes out and wins, I mean, that's just an eye-opener, you know? I feel like for Michael, you know, he ran that car for so long and didn't win anything. You know, obviously he won Daytona, but you know what I mean. He just if that was Michael in that, in that car this weekend or last weekend, whatever, that car would have finished 15th. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have even finished top 10, which is yeah. unfortunate. But, you know, it's just – he and has I don't, been exposed, folks. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't want to be that guy to say to Michael Lynette, like, hey, like, you're underperforming. But then again, like, these guys know that. They just don't want to be told it, you know? 
I mean, I think, and from, I think, a, from a fan perspective, it's like Mike Lynette's been in the Xfinity Series since like 2009 with one win at a plate track, you know? I mean, yeah. come on. You know, like you're in you're in some of the top top equipment in the Xfinity Series, if not one of the top three teams, you know, other than Colleague and uh, Penske. You know, you're, you're literally, if not the one of the top eight cars, you should be in the playoffs. You should have at least two wins, three wins. Oh, yeah. You know? And obviously, you know, he's injured this season. Yeah, I mean, that that didn't help either. That didn't help either. But, you know, even without the injury, he was still on that, you know, he was still down there before the playoffs even began. That's what I'm getting to. He probably would have made the playoffs. He probably would have just snuck in on points, though, because he's in a junior motorsports car. And, you know, if if you – I'm not saying it's easy, but like you said, one of the top eight best cars in the field, you know, you should eventually gain enough points in that car to make the playoffs. Uh, but he, you know, he'd probably be facing elimination right now. No, oh, no oh, yeah. he went out and won that race in the one car. Now, what is his sponsor? Pilot? Is that uh, what it flying is? Pi- uh, Pilot Flying J. It's a truck slash like rest area. If you go down, South- come on. if you're going down like 95 and stuff like that, like down Interstate 95 from where we are and shit. Like, there's a few of them, like, around, like, more, like, towards, like, I want to say, like, the Carolinas and stuff like that, like, Georgia. Yeah, it's a familiar sponsor. It's not like, oh, what the hell is that? And it's seen before. I just, I know, I know Pilot is in the, is the name. Um, But anyway, that sponsorship on that one car is probably what funds half of Junior Motorsports. And that's the reason why Annette is staying in that car for as long as he is. Is he signed for next season or no? Is he out? Mike Lynette does not have a deal for next season, as far as I'm concerned. And right now, the Motorsports going to have four full-time yeah. cars. They already there. have yeah. four full-time cars. It's Sam, say, it's Sam yeah. Mayer, Josh Berry, um, Noah Gregson, Gregson and – Like, where, where's Mike Lynette going? Like, I don't understand why oh. they haven't announced this yet. Like, there's obviously that – like, Mike Lynette is, is off and or is going to a part-time car. I think he's going to retire, honestly. I don't, I don't think he – well, yeah, now he's injured, so he, he may just take this as an opportunity to leave. Yep. Probably made enough money in his career to live comfortably for the rest of his life. Might as well. Do Xfinity drivers really make that much money? I mean, he's a professional race car driver. Yeah, they really, yeah, they really do. You know, it, Nowadays, I mean, these, these guys who run the truck series probably net worth in the millions. Yeah, it's crazy. I want to see what Carson Hosevar's net worth is. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. It probably makes more money than I'll ever make in my life. It's just interesting since like 2015, like when you go on like NASCAR stats of a driver, they haven't showed the earnings since that, that it year. It sucks that they keep that stuff so hush-hush. Yeah, because it's like we know they're millionaires. Like, who cares? Is it because they're making like too much money? Like what? I think they're not making enough. Because I see, I remember. Oh, these guys wouldn't be sticking around so long if they weren't making enough. Yeah, but I remember, you know, there was talk about how William Byron was paying most of his cup ride out of pocket to race. Yeah, well, that's yeah. also because that his dad is the president of Liberty University. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got to remember his career started on a computer. Oh, yeah, that's right. A lot well, goes I'm on a how much a driver right gets paid, though, because it depends on how many races you win, who your sponsor is. Like, you know, something like Kyle Busch. Probably make yeah. on 
close to $25 million a year. Hey, Siri, what is Kyle Bush's net worth? One hundred fifty. Okay. I found Kyle Bush's net worth. Let's see. Hold Check on. it out. Well, I could say a year. I, I'm, I'm Kyle Bush's net, net worth as of, as of, I think, last year is $80 million. 80, oh, my God. He probably is making that much a year then. Let's see. Hold on. Let me just make sure it's right on Google. Yeah, Kyle Bush says as of as of July or June 15th, it says that it's around $80 million. Compa- yeah, all right, hold on. Let's check out William Barnes. Plenty of money. Wait, yeah, hold on. Who, truck team, so. who did we talk about, too? Dude, William Byron's net worth is $2 million. I told you. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know how real that is. because Wait, like, who, who's a driver we were just talking about, though, and like Xfinity that's like got a net worth, though? Like, I mean, I brought up Carson Hosovar's name. Michael, like, how about Michael and that? All right, you want to do Carson Hosovar? Let's see if he even comes up. Carson. He, he, we might even have stats from him because it's only his first year. But, like, a kid who finishes well, like, that's prize money. Plus, I mean, guy's probably making out like a bandit. I'm looking right now. I'm on a different site, though. Does, He's does younger than that. Do people even know who Carson Hosovar is? Some people. I mean, if you're watching the truck series on the regular, yeah, you should know who he is. Uh, his net worth, supposedly, according to... Uh, allfamousbirthdays.com. It says that his net worth is approximately $1.5 million. Wow. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this obviously oh, might be not exactly true. Yeah, he's literally 18 years old. He's literally younger than My net than worth was $10 us. when I was 18. Yeah, facts. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> right. Still, it still is $10. 15 bones. That's how much my net worth was. So... Yeah, but I mean, Xfinity's here. I mean, anyways, back on the topic of Josh Berry, man. Josh Berry is going to win some races next year for sure. I like that's that's no doubt. Oh yeah, Berry versus Amendinger for the championship. I'm ready for it. Oh yeah, baby. That would be cool to see. I don't I don't know if I would say that Josh Berry might be a title contender. I mean, I think it's a little early, but to oh, say I'm saying that, he's a title contender. I mean, I mean the guy's good. You know, I just think that like you know he. I think he's got a lot to learn. Hey, Still, man, I mean, I mean, he's about Mister Daniel Hemrick jumping to yeah. full time, though. Yeah, jump. Well, Daniel Hemrick's already been full time. Daniel Hemrick's just getting, he's going finally going to get that. No, I always forget. I always forget that he's he's full time. I don't yeah, know why. I, I, yeah, that's another. Like he's that, in the playoffs. Yeah, everything. He can't catch a damn break, and I don't care what anybody says. Everybody can sit here and say that Daniel Hemrick's bad. I've been a Daniel Hemrick fan since he was driving that twenty-one car a few years ago, and it's just like. They could never close out the deal. I mean, it's not like he was ever, like, leading or anything like that. There were some times he was leading, but, like, most of the time, like, it, there was just things that just are not his fault. Like, he is the Ryan Blaney of the Xfinity Series, I swear. You know, he promised that if he wins a race, he would backflip off the side of the car. I'm freaking ready for it. Yeah, well, let's hey, hope man, he he used to do backflips off his legend car when he won. Yeah, I, I, I want to see this backflip. We need someone to bring the backflip back. Daniel yeah. Hemrick is our Carl Edwards, please. I, I think he's going to get that win in the 11. I mean, it, it's probably going to be at a super speedway, but a win's a win no matter what. As, as we shit on Michael, that's only win at a super speedway. A win yeah. is and a win. And I, I win, really think he's going to get that with colleague. Yep. Well, congratulations to Josh Barrett this past weekend. because Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I that, mean, that he, he did fight really hard. 
It's a cool race. Shout out to Ryan Vargas. He drove really well all uh all race long. I noticed that and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna So did um oh god, what the hell is his name? I wanna say it was Colby. I wanna say it was Colby Howard, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean the granted there was a huge crash that took out a lot of guys. So people who typically run in the back, you know. Oh no, it was Bailey Curry. Bailey Curry finished it. Finished 13. Yeah, I don't know where I don't know where uh, Vargas finished, but I'm pretty sure he was like top 20. One point. Yeah, he was top 20. Yeah, but was it? It, yeah, he was top 20. And Bailey Curry or not Bailey? Was it Bailey Curry? I don't remember who the hell. It was. Bailey Curry. I know that. That was what a Mike Harmon car, maybe JD Motorsports. I think I don't remember, but it was a good run for them. But uh, and then we had Cup Series on Sunday night, obviously. Um, Denny Hamlin scores his second win of the season, uh, in just four playoff races. He has scored now two out of the last four races. Uh, Denny Hamlin possible, uh, threat, but, uh, he ends up coming off, uh, his win this weekend at Las Vegas, opening up the round yet again for the second, uh, opening round in a row, uh, both in round of 16 and round of 12 now opening up the, uh, playoff season at Darlington with a win, uh, just an absolute stellar performance. And same here. I mean, between him, the five, uh, the 12, the 18, it's not like this race was really dominated until I want to say about stage three. Um, it was an interesting Vegas race. Uh, definitely one of them. I, I always feel like the, the playoff race the last few years, other than last year's like last 20 laps, um, it's usually just been like, okay. I mean, it was really chaotic, but like, I don't know. Like 2019 was really lame. And then, I mean, like, I don't know. Like just when you get these long green flag runs here, it's just, you can't really do anything like you used to be able to. Um, I just I always feel like the spring race was better, but um, he ended up doing that. Um, so, but uh, Hendrick Motorsports, though, probably, I want to say, dropped the ball in a sense. I mean, I think. What are they? Did they pit early? I think it was, right? Or they pitted later. You know what, Jason? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too sure. I uh... Yeah, I was reading up on it a little bit. I was listening on uh, today before we even came on here. Um, I think they pitted later in the stage, and they just I, I could not catch they, him. I know that they did not finish well. It was in this, It was in at the end of stage two. I think it's because they pitted early. It was because they either pitted early or they they didn't pit at all. Like I said, I have no idea. I don't remember. I was barely paying attention to the end of that race because I was too busy uh, making a, a a road trip playlist with me, my best friend, and my girlfriend for when we go down to Martinsville in October. Um, I was just kind of casually watching, but whatever happened, they gambled. Um, not really. I guess too much of a hit, you know, I mean, it's Hendrick Motorsports, you know, um, are they still dominant? Uh, yeah. I mean, they showed this weekend that they're still really, really good, you know? So, I mean, what, what, what do we think here? Do we think that Hendrick's, you know, going to try, you know, going to pull off these strategies more and more or like what, like what's going to go on with Hendrick? I'll tell you one thing. I think William Byron and Alex Bowman are in a bit of trouble. I think uh, they had very poor finishes at Vegas, the track that all playoff drivers had their eyes on getting a good finish, getting stage points, uh, sitting below the cut line now. Uh, you know, Talladega, anything happened, but these are two drivers who aren't the best at road courses either. And, uh, I mean, they just well, get fingers crossed for Talladega because they they have trouble here. 
Well, not only that, it's just, you know, I feel like what we're seeing, you know, that we weren't seeing at the start of the year is just Joe Gibbs is just getting better every week. I mean, Kyle Bush was up there. Denny Hamlin's winning. Um, Martin Tricks Jr. ran good. So Christopher I think Bell's very underrated too. Yeah, and Christopher Bell. So I, I just mean, think that he, even he had though, trouble in, in the race, but I mean, if he didn't, he'd be up there with them as well. Yeah, I mean, he, I think, where was he running? He was like fourth at one point at uh, Richmond, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I, so Bell is a legitimate, I mean, not a legitimate championship contender right now. And I don't think I would be shocked if the 20 car won the championship. Uh, but go, going on in his career, I mean, he's a contender. He is one of the top drivers racing for one of the top teams. Oh, for sure. Um, like, for sure. 2022 Joe Gibbs Racing is stacked. They know it. Yeah, man. What's and it called? Just, Here, you continue, Kenny. No, I was just saying, like, you know, going back to what Colin said, you know, uh, Bowman and Byron are, are you know, they're, they're struggling. And I, and I just think it, it's, you know, I don't feel like Hendrick themselves have gotten worse. I just feel like, you know, the field has gotten better. So I think, Great point, you know, man. they just – they need to keep on chipping away at it. Like you said, Jason, just make good strategy calls. And, I mean, Chase – I don't think Chase had the best car at Vegas and still almost won the race. So, you know, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, not to change the subject, but Kenny, I'm pretty sure you just watched the end of that race right there. <laughs> the yeah, uh, Coke, the yeah, the Coke series. We're watching the Coke I, series as we're recording this. I had my eyes on it. Push, the Logitech cars just push each other and didn't even bother to make a move at all. Nick Ottinger just won, but congrats to him. Anyways, back on to the topic. Um, I think that now that the playoffs have began, because we've seen this countless times where Joe Gibbs racing is usually like they have their slump and then all of a sudden the playoffs, they go off. I mean, right yeah. now, I think they're definitely the second best team out there. Like if, you know, heading into Darlington, I would have said, eh, I don't know. Like Denny Hamlin's consistent. Kyle Busch has kind of been, eh, he hasn't been able to close it. You know, he's had two wins this season, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, he had his two wins that, you know, yeah, one, one was – you know, one was because of a late race restart, you know, and the other one was because, you know, just, I mean, Denny Hamlin just didn't have enough fuel, you know. But, and then, you know, Christopher Bell winning on the road course because of a caution. Ooh, excuse me. And then um, uh, Truex won a few races. But other than that, they were just kind of quiet. You know, I know it sounds like, oh, well, Jason, you know, they won some races. Like, yeah, I know they won some races. But other than when they won, they were really kind of just there, you yeah. know. And now Agreed. that now that they're here and it's the playoff time, there all four Joe Gibbs racing cars have been right on the dot when it oh. comes to these playoff races. We've seen it before. They're dominant, if not definitely the second best team probably right now this season, um, no doubt. Other than Hendrick Motorsports, I mean Hendrick Motorsports has been on a roll. But like you said, Colin, William Byron and and Alex Bowman are 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 really, really cutting it close here the last two races of the round of 12, especially going to a track where Bowman and William Byron are not very good in particular. And oh, Bowman yeah. has had one good finish here at the Roval, from my knowledge. And then, you know, I mean, I, I just don't see Bowman and Byron advancing. I mean, Byron has a, you know, super speedway win at Daytona, you know, last year, but that's Daytona. This is Talladega, much wider track, way faster. You know, it's like, 
You know, there's just a lot more opportunities for somebody to win here. In my opinion, I think that you have more of an opportunity as a lower income or a lower funded car to win at Talladega than you do Daytona just because of how wide the track is and how big it is and how fast. You know, I just think that Talladega opens up more passing zones uh, when it comes to wanting to move somebody or, or get out of draft. It's not like Daytona where you can barely hold four wide. You can go four wide at Talladega. You're just balls yeah. if you do it. And Daytona, you can barely go four wide as it is. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, I think that Joe Gibbs Racing definitely is going to be one of those teams where they can contend for this championship. And that brings me on to one of our topics uh, here for the Vegas section. Um, Hamlin right now, out of winning two of the last four playoff races now, do we think he – I said this, I think, last week or a couple weeks ago, but now that he's won two races – and he's outran Hendrick entirely. Do we think Denny Hamlin is who Kyle Larson really does have to beat right now? Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Denny definitely sure. has something to say about who wins the championship. He definitely has something to say about it. But, you know, it's, Denny has made the Final Four so many times. And we get to the Final Four, and he's just on, you know, he, he has just as much momentum as, you know, he, he does in other years. Like in 2019, I, I believe it was 2019 when he won Phoenix and advanced into the championship and then went to Homestead and didn't run, you know, very good. Well, so, they, they did run good, but then they, they threw on that big piece of fucking tape for no reason at all. Yeah, true. I mean, you're right. But I don't know. It's just I feel like every time Denny gets down to the championship four, Something happens, and he chokes, so to speak. It's I don't know. I mean, I think I think he'll be a competitor against Larson, but you know, Larson's chilling out right now. He has a plenty of points. I don't think Larson is stressed at all about Denny, and you know that's probably going to be the guy for Larson. But yeah, well, I still okay. I still I, think Larson is the favorite. In. Uh reference to what you said about how Denny likes to choke records are made to be broken. And I think eventually Denny Hamlin's going to find his way to get that championship. Yeah, you're right. We're Good talking point. about Denny's uh, trends in the championship. We've never seen Kyle Larson in the final four. We've never seen him under that kind of pressure before. So how is he going to respond? If he does make that final four at Homestead, is he going to be cool? Like he's been all season or is he going to go in over his head too? You know, Kyle Larson's looked like basically a robot this season. He's looked like a machine. He's just picking up win after win and good finish after good finish. Uh, but, you know, we, we got to remember, he's a human being who has feelings. And, you know, he, he may go in over his head at Phoenix and finish 10th. Or, or have issues or, or the, the crew's going to put on a giant piece of tape. So we really don't know how Larson's going to respond in that Final Four if or when he makes it. So that could almost give the advantage to Denny Hamlin, someone who's already made all the mistakes and can go out there and execute. So I, to answer your question, Jason, I think, I think yes, Hamlin is probably the second best guy right now next to Kyle Larson. Obviously there's going to be three other people in that championship for if Kyle Larson makes it. So they're all going to be his, his toughest competition, but I would be surprised if Denny wasn't one of them. And I'd be surprised if Denny, did not have something to say about who wins uh, the race at Phoenix that day. 
Yeah, we'll have to find out. Like I said uh, a few weeks ago or last week, the only time will tell. You know, I mean, Denny Hamlin is. Excuse me. If not, Denny Hamlin is one of the best drivers in the Cup Series right now in the modern era. Um, for sure. It's just he has not been able to get that, you know, elusive championship, you know, that he's been wanting. And uh, it's just something that always goes wrong. You know, it's just they, they have to hit all the nails right on the head in order for them to be able to contend for this championship truly. Because when they, because Kenny, like you said, you know, whether it be he'll be so good and then he'll do right, really good in the semifinale. Uh, and then, he'll go into the championship race and something happens. I mean, at Phoenix last year, he was the worst car. Did he, was it last year? Was it 2019 or no, not 2019. It was last year, last year. Denny Hamlin is the only guy out of Kevin Harvick. This is going to be a cakewalk for Denny Hamlin. He won this race last year, different package, but still it's, it's fucking Denny Hamlin. He can win this race. Ends up being the worst car out there. The worst championship final four car out there finishes dead in the water in the championship bracket in the final four. And it was just so disappointing because you thought to yourself, Denny Hamlin can win this now that Kevin Harvick's completely out of it, you know? But only only time will tell. You know, it's just – it is what it is. And if Denny Hamlin's going to have – going to want to win this championship, he needs to be Hendrick, like I said, and they need to hit all the nails right on the head in order to finally close out that deal. Because I know that that team is hungry. They are hungry. And Denny Hamlin is more hungry than ever. I think Denny Hamlin will celebrate if he wins that championship more than he's ever celebrated before. Oh, boy, that'd so, be crazy. You know, that'd that would be, be crazy. crazy. I mean, Martin Schurchner went through all that hardship and all the things with him and Sherry and swapping teams and being fired and everything just – you know, I mean, being a guy who was so good in the Bush series to being dead in the water in the Cup series, getting a couple wins, and then he ends up going out front row and just dominates when they partnered up with Gibbs in 2016. Yep. You know, so and we've seen it happen. So, I mean, I want to see Denny do win a championship one of these days. You know, I just he's just got to learn how to do it. But, oh, yeah. um, I guess uh, I had a random section for this uh for today uh, tonight's podcast, but we're not really going to go into it that much. Um, uh, I guess we'll just, we'll just, we'll just jump right on to Talladega. I mean, this is one of the best rake race weekends of the year, guys. If not, definitely one of my top five race weekends of the year. Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, yeah. Talladega it's... makes everything better. And, and yeah. I'm not just saying that with a spring race. Spring race is totally different. It's like, oh yeah, everybody's, you don't have to stress, go out and have fun. But this is like, holy shit. Like we're getting to the nitty gritty of the playoffs right now. This is Talladega. Anybody can fucking win this race. You know, I yeah. love I love this race weekend so much. I remember being when the playoffs were first initiated in 2014, like like being so young then. I was I was this 13 year old kid like watching the playoffs. And I was like, oh my god, Dale Jr. You know can totally win this race. And he got wrecked. And I was so pissed. I thought it was the worst thing ever. But as you grow up, you learn to appreciate the system more. I mean, as much as we all want that standard, you know, all right. Few drivers, no eliminations, all points out on the line, run it straight through the playoffs, 10 races. I want that. But, you know, this is what NASCAR has come to be, sadly. You know, but sometimes it has its benefits. It's, it's an entertainment sport. We are here to entertain the fans, you know. And this playoff system definitely has – I think that 2014 is definitely, if not, and probably will go down as the best um, version of this format. 
for sure. The literally the debut season of the new of the playoff format it just so happened to seem like it was going to be the best. I mean, you had Ryan Newman who hadn't won a race all season, came five car lengths from winning the championship. I love that the points reset after every round. Yeah, I love it too, and it gives everybody. You have to be a lot more consistent, and honestly, people want to look at these championships as like, oh yeah, what's the playoffs like? Let's face it, like none of these championships are legit anymore. But when it comes down to it, when you give them the scenario of the playoffs now, if you're not consistent, just like with these stages, as much as we don't like to see these these unnatural cautions, when you have these yellows for these stages, it rewards the guys for being upfront, being consistent, and then when they get to the playoffs they're able to carry those points all the way through to whatever round that they so happen to be in and make and make it all the way to whatever their last stand is, which I love it. It rewards the guys in the, in the preseason, which I mean, obviously it is the season, but we consider it as the preseason during the preseason from Daytona all the way through the next Daytona race, all these guys who rack up all these stages, all these playoff points, and, you know, et cetera. And it rewards them. And then when you get into the playoffs, if you weren't there, like, for example, Michael McDowell, Michael McDowell may have had to be, you know, oh, we don't have to win, you know. But look at Michael McDowell. They did good the first few races, and then he ended up putting himself in a hole, and they got knocked out round one. No surprise, but still, it rewards the guys for being up there, you know, and being consistent and being able to maintain with these, you know, heavy contenders. Yeah. So Agreed. You know, well, I mean, we'll have to see what happens this weekend um, with Talladega. You know, I mean, it's definitely one of the more, you know, I, I want to say it is the most chaotic race other than probably the Roval now. You know, I think it is. You know, I mean, last year's race was atrocious. I mean, we had a finish that could have been so great ruined to perfection because of that double yellow line rule. You know what? That that that's that's right there a topic. What do you what's your opinion on the double yellow line? Oh, I was just asked that today and I I oh, I don't know. There has to be some sort of out of bounds. You can't just drive all the way down to the inside wall on the back straightaway but at the same time I don't know. I think they need to remove it. I'm upset about that. It's going to make the racing more fun. More exciting. They need to remove the yellow line. I mean, they did it for years up until what was it? Nine, two thousand, maybe. I don't remember what year it was. It was either late, 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 like nineteen ninety nine or like very early two thousands. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just tired. Long day at work and stuff. But um, anyways, um, we've seen it countless times yet again. You know, as Dale Jr. said last year after the full Talladega race. You got to understand this, this WL line rule, it's just going to cause too much controversy. And eventually people are just going to get out of the funk of these races. Cause this is how it's going to end. Nobody's going to want to watch these races. Yep. You know? agreed. I, I mean, continue, continue. No, I just don't get what these drivers don't understand though. I mean, if someone's going to try to chop you off, if you are to their inside and they are trying to force you down that WL line, if I'm that driver, I'm not going below the line. I am turning that guy's ass. Perfect yep. example. Yep. 2009 Daytona 500. Remember Dale Jr. and Brian Vickers? Vickers blocked yeah. Jr. to the bottom. And Jr. pulled one of the Daytona 500. I remember. Well, I'm sorry, but that was bullshit. You know, I was a Jr. fan. That 
you don't just do that. You don't block a guy like that. And if, you know, Dale Jr. said it, he'll, he still said it to this day. He said, I am not coming off. I am not taking this. He said, I'm got moved out of line. I'm coming right back up. I don't care if I take you. And he ended up doing some of the best record avoidance I ever seen from wrecking the guys. That was really good record wins. And I mean, it's just like that. Like last year, you got guys below. I think last year's finish might be one of the top 10 most controversial finishes in NASCAR history. You know? I mean, dude. Like, I, I agree. Like, there, there has to be something done. I feel like there should be an out of bounds, but I feel like the WL line rule may be a little too over the top. But man, Denny Hamlin cut all of turn four. I mean, he was on the apron. I mean, he shortcut the track to win that race. I, I mean, yeah, I, like I yeah, like you said, on purpose. He didn't see it as an opportunity to win the race. He was trying to avoid a potential crash. I don't care <laughs> if it's trying to avoid a wreck. I, you know, I mean, like they weren't even wrecking yet. You just kept yeah, thinking no, they were going to wreck, so he just kept riding the apron. Yeah, well, exactly. That was the thing with me, and I kept saying it. He didn't come up in time. It's one thing to say, "Oh shit, I'm below the yellow line. I'm going to blend back in." He didn't blend back in until they almost got to the trial. Nah, I, I don't know. That's that's a little that's a little exaggerated. He didn't blend. Well, back yeah, in obviously it's exaggerated, four. but I mean, he he stayed underneath that double yellow line to the entire corner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, and, and the thing is, the reason why NASCAR does this w, this quote double yellow line rule that we you know, oh, gosh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus, I'm just Jason. so I'm sorry, okay? I'm tired, man. I'm very very You're tired. Right, Go yeah, get a Coca Cola. Now we're drinking a Dr. Pepper right now. We're oh, chilling. man, we'll drink it some more. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Anyways, so my point is that we got these rules of these super speedways with, you know, don't, don't force a guy below the double yellow line. Don't advance your position below the yellow line. And they say, oh, well, it's for safety. It's to prevent these guys from wrecking each other. Uh, hey, NASCAR, hey, shitheads, in case you didn't realize, you're racing at a track where they're capable of running speeds of 230 without these tapered spaces on it, or shifter planes, whatever you want to call them. And they're running 200 regardless almost now with the whole new rules package ever since Ryan Newman's flip. Um, and Or ever since Joey Logano's flip this past year now uh, at Daytona, they I think they lowered the horsepower again, and they weren't even reaching 200, I think. I think they were reaching like 198 the most. So almost there, but we'll just go with 200. They're hitting 200 miles an hour. They're going to wreck. Like, I don't understand why NASCAR is thinking to themselves, oh, well, this WL line is going to prevent guys from wrecking each other. Hey, shithead, they've been wrecking since the fucking dawn of time, you know? Like, like yeah. what? It, like, what's the point of this? You're just going to create these finishes like we had last year, like we had in 2008, like we had the 2011 Budweiser shootout, etc. It, it's it's unnecessary. Just take the double yellow line rule away on the last lap. Like, why can't you do that? It's not like you're going to get these guys going all the way to the end. You're not going to get these guys going all the way to the inside wall and the back straightaway to Talladega for a win. They're not dumb. They're professional drivers. They might go balls to the wall. And they might go five, maybe six wide if they really <sighs> wanted to, but they're not going to go all the way to the bottom of all the way to the inside wall, Talladega on the back straightaway. It's just I, I can see the fun straightaway on the last lap being awful stupid if they yeah, take. But you only got one lane. You only have one lane to go down yeah. there. Once you hit the trial, well, you only have that apron, and the apron's bumpy as it is. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're right there. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I usually have a very set opinion on things like this. Um, I, mean, I don't know. What bothers me is the penalties for quote-unquote forcing somebody below the O-line. When, when there will be situations where they clearly didn't mean to cause any harm and they still get penalized for it. Like, didn't didn't that happen to Johnny Sauter in a truck race and Spencer Boyd got his like, first and only win? Because Yeah, that was last year or two years ago. Like, supposedly for some of the line, it was, like, a really bad call. And, like, somehow they just handed the guy – well, oh, yeah, the, the rule is the rule is that you're not allowed to A, advance your position below the line, and you're not allowed to block somebody down the middle. What happened was Johnny Sauter blocked Riley Herbst below the WL line, and Riley Herbst wasn't given the win because Riley Herbst got passed. Spencer Boyd was the second guy at the line. That's why he won. Uh-huh. You know? And they just DQ'd Johnny Sauter because he fucking done goofed. I mean, what else are you going to say? You blocked the guy below the WL line. We knew that was a rule. Even going I mean, Herbst should have just spun his ass then. I mean, I don't get what I don't, I don't get what these guys don't understand. I mean, I, I think it's because they don't want to create. They don't want to be looked upon as that guy that wrecked this guy for that win on this time. You think Riley Herbst cares about that? I don't know, man. Yeah, but you know what, though, dude? We're not these drivers. We don't know what's going on in their heads. I for sure as hell don't want to be that guy that's known for sending Johnny Sauter into the catch fence and possibly taking his life. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a it's a sticky situation, but hell, I don't know. It's if just I'm, bad all the way around. If I'm running second and I'm passing the leader to get the win at Talladega and he wants to cut across my nose, be my guest. I'm not moving. I'm it, it's going to be a Carl Edwards situation like Brad Keselowski is like the only guy I can think of who didn't move in that situation and ended up with a, a car in the fence. And honestly, if you're going to cut across my nose and I'm not going to move, I don't care where you end up. That's your problem. That's your fault. You're the one who made the move. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Down below that yellow line. I'm, yeah. I'm between burnouts right next to your wrecked car. <laughs> Colin, man. Jesus. This man. Hey, man, I, I don't I don't know if that's controversial. That's wrong to say. I mean, how, how do you guys feel? I, I like the aggressiveness. Yeah, you know I like what? the aggressiveness, but not the part where he's like, oh, man, put him in the wall. I'm going to be burnout. Hey, hey, I, like I said, you, I'm, not, I'm not going below that line and wherever he, he ends up, but I know I'm ending up in victory lane. Yeah, well, we've seen it count, countless times. Like, I, I think still to this day, in my opinion, I still think that Reagan Smith should have turned Tony Stewart. <laughs> I really do. Reagan Smith should have won under today's rules. Tony yeah. The line. That's true. I can't go down there and do that. I think it's legal on the last lap. He might have got it right there. Was it ever ever legal on the last lap, though, or no? No, never. It was was. never. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? Dog. When when they didn't have a rule, it was. Uh, No, not at all. Yeah, well, because there was no such thing as the WL line. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's never been – ever since the WL line rule has been a thing, and you were not allowed allowed to go down there, it was never just, hey, you're not – you can go down there below – the line on the last lap it, it's never been like that and that's why i think nascar needs to be more clear with these things because clearly i think some drivers don't understand or some drivers just don't want to listen and follow the code you know what now that we've talked more about this take the rule away i don't like it 
like the little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, like see, see, that's my point though. Exactly my point is to you too. Do you see how much controversy it causes? It causes people to argue. It causes NASCAR to have to make these stupid decisions and make you know, uh, you know, just these poor judgmental decisions like this. And it get, yep. it makes the fans all unhappy, and it, it nobody wants to deal with it. You know, it'd be really cool. What is if in those situations they put like a quick poll up on one of their social medias or on the website and everyone just goes and votes for who gets to win. Yeah, but you know what, though? I think it's going to be biased. Oh, yeah. They put Chase Elliott's name up there. Yeah, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott could have drove back. Chase Elliott blocks. <laughs> That's true. Chase Elliott blocks him <laughs> the line. All yeah, right. That Chase if, Ch- if Chase is in the in the running for the win, then we don't put the poll up. But if he's not, then we put the poll up. There you go. Oh, hell yeah. Chase Elliott's going to go NASCAR 09 style backwards <laughs> around the track and knock everyone out. Oh They're my just, god, flying or like NASCAR see. heat you just go to space. Oh, like NR two thousand NR two thousand three. That would be hilarious. But it causes so much controversy. I don't understand why we, we still do this. You know, it, it's just kind of ridiculous. So I mean, but NASCAR when is gonna be NASCAR. When you're yep. golden boy, where you're when you're number one guy, Dale Jr. takes the microphone and says eliminate the double yellow line rule. I'm shocked that NASCAR didn't do it already. Yeah, I honestly kind of agree with you right there because Dale Jr. is just like, he knows too much about this. He's been through this too. You know, and that's not me being that saying that because Dale Jr. was like, like, I'm not saying that because like Dale Jr. is like my favorite driver growing up. He knows so much about it. And that's why a lot of people want Dale Jr. to become president one of these days down the line of the sport, which I think would be great because I think that Dale Jr. not only is a traditionalist, but he's also a modernist. Like he knows what what's good for the sport, and I agree with him. Agree and, with and, and I'm not I'm not being biased. I'm being truthful. When you hear this guy speak, and you hear how much I mean, the guy is a multimillionaire, and he's with so many businesses. He's partnered up with so many good companies, and even now, I mean, he's a race. He's a, he's a championship race winning team owner that will possibly may not if possibly go to the Cup Series. You know, he knows what he's doing. You know, I mean, this was this is his life. This is what he was built upon. And he had to take the mantle upon once his dad passed away, you know, and, and here he is, you know. 20 something, you know, 20, 20 years later after his dad's died and he had to carry that mantle. Now that he's retired. He can do whatever. And he speaks about it, especially being on broadcasts. I think that he just has a really good voice for the sport. I agree. Well said. So it, it is what it is, but I mean, and, and back to, I guess, Dale, Dale, I said this to you guys before we got on here, but uh, we don't have to be on this top for a while, but colleague racing, colleague racing. Do we think they are possibly, if not better, worse or the same as DEI was in the early 2000s play tracks? Okay, I was gonna ask if it was at plate tracks. I think they're better. You know, I, is they take these? How many cars do they have? Three, four, I four. think. They got four cars running around that track, and they always find each other. No, like, they have three. They have three. I think. Okay, I mean, either they see three. With three, they always find each other. They always find each other at the front. Uh, one of them are gonna win this weekend. We already know it. They always win the restricted plate tracks or whatever, super speedway tracks, tapered spacer tracks, whatever they are now. They they always win those races with help from each other. 
Uh, the, the team is so tight. I mean, all those teammates love each other. I mean, they are they are stacked at the Super Speedway tracks. The problem is they're not very stacked everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I mean they but got AJ Allmendinger, but AJ Allmendinger is AJ Allmendinger. Like, obviously, he's going to win at places other than Super Speedway tracks as well, including road courses and places like Bristol and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know, man. It. I don't know. I think they're, you know, DEI and um, and colleague. I, I don't know if, if you can really like. I mean, you can compare them if you want. I was gonna say it's hard like, to compare. It's two hard to compare because I well, two different generations. Number one, number two, two different like I feel styles of racing because the cars were different and stuff was different back then and. Number three, I just wasn't alive. Series. I mean, I was alive, but I, I wasn't really watching NASCAR. You know, I wasn't 20 years old back then to really experience all of what was going on. So I can't really compare it. I'd say Kali think... is doing a very good job, though. I mean, they, they're they dominating the super speedways. Yeah. I mean, it's they're untouchable. And, and even if they were touchable, they still use great teamwork. So they're very good with teamwork. Like they always, I think it's it's like safe to Colin, say they always find a way to get near each other, you know, and work together. It's safe to say that colleague is modern day DEI, like to that extent of of you know teammates working together at super speedway tracks. Yeah, I I agree with that. You know, I mean, I, I think Kenny has a good point. I think that you can't really compare the two eras because I mean, one you had. An old gen car that was much harder to draw. Oh my god! Excuse me. Whoa! Hello. <laughs> sorry, I am so sorry. Why are playing baseball? Yeah, I'm I'm still still man. They are pretty hard no. to drive. I They're pretty say. hard to drive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, they are really hard to drive. Oh my god! <laughs> did it just happen? Are you okay? <laughs> it did. No I'm way. sorry, yo. <laughs> what the hell? This better be in the title of the podcast. I'll, I'll take it from here, Jason. So what he's trying to say, guys, is it's extremely hard to drive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what our friend here struggling to say? Well, listen, man. If my friend wasn't so dumb, then he could actually speak. No, but real. Okay, I'm gonna say it slowly. These cars were harder to drive. Here we go. There we go. A while ago, compared to the cars that they drive now. And, I mean, Colleague, like, look at the past uh, Daytona race we just ran. Colleague finished 1-2-4. And the year before that, they were going to finish 1-2-3, I think. And then they took each other out. And Justin Haley won. I mean, they're just so dominant now. And... I think D, I think they're almost if you really if you want to compare the two generations. Ooh, excuse me, I burped. If you want to compare the two generations, I think that they're both on an even playing field when it comes to consistency in the Xfinity series compared to DEI was in the Cup Series back then. Except here's the thing that's the I think the big difference. AJ Allmendinger is contending for a win every week, unlike Gail Jr. was. You know, I mean, because let's face it, Dale Jr. was the star over DEI compared to, you know, everybody who raced there, Michael Waltrip, Steve Park, Paul Menard, you know, uh, Martin Shurks, I think I already said, you know, Mikey, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Park, 
Mikey. Uh, just everybody who drove. Jeff Green in general, you know. <laughs> Mikey. But, I mean, I I'm think that they're there. all right. You know, we'll see. Because come this Saturday, I think they're running this Saturday again, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, Double-header. we'll see. I think that they will end up winning. So. Oh, yeah. So, all right. I guess that will bring us on to the next topic. Um, uh, thoughts on Talladega. Let's see here. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to try right now. I'm going to do something like Corey LaJoy does on the second page of his guests and just ask them random ass questions. But I'm going to ask you guys questions about Talladega. All right. Ooh, I'm excited. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna just think of these. I'm gonna try to blot them in my head. And just speak them. All right, both of you. All right, question number one: Will we see the big one this weekend? Yes. No. All right, Kenny. Why so? I don't know, man. I I feel like you know, there's been a lot of destruction in the past. Uh, you know few years in super speedway racing but i think it's gonna i just have a feeling it's gonna be a very uh fairly clean clean race um i don't think we're gonna be seeing any gigantic wrecks i think guys are gonna be a little more patient i will su- i will support you on that because the spring races here at talladega only had one big wreck and that was joe Vigano going over yep so i will agree with him in that all right uh, I, I'm going to disagree with Kenny, actually. I think it's the playoffs. This race is what? I'm sorry. It's always a shit show. Yeah. You agreed with playoffs. me. I said, that it, I said that I agreed with you on that part, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, like, trying to word myself, but I, I will disagree with you on my, like, final conclusion. I think that it would be a wreck fest because it's, it's the fucking playoffs. I mean, it's, it's the playoffs. It's Talladega. Yeah. We got guys below the cut line who shouldn't be below the cut line. They're going to be balls to the wall. Everyone's going to be balls to the wall. But you got guys who need to make names for themselves. What the Benedetto going to do? This is probably his last real chance to win a race. He doesn't have a job next season. Race is going to be crazy. Not only are we going to have one big one, we're going to have multiple big ones. You yeah. Well, all right. So here's my next question. Do we see a surprise winner? No. Yeah, no. All right. I think. Yeah. Much as I want to say yes. Will define a surprise winner. Like, would Christopher Bell be a surprise winner? Uh, no, he's, 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 he's in the playoff. He's in the playoff. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to count a playoff guy. All right, then I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, all right. Say no. All right. So we're all agreeing on that. We're all going to say no. All right. I feel like again. <sighs> Gosh, Jesus, I am tired. Anyways, all right. Uh, this will be a similar question. Uh, do we think a playoff guy or a non-playoff guy will win this weekend? Playoff guy. I see a playoff driver winning this weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Do we see a wreck coming to pit road if we have a green flag stop? Um, just cup series or all three series? I want to say just cup series. I'm right, just going no. on the Cup Series. Uh, I, I don't think so. They're pretty rare. It all just depends on if someone isn't using their noggin. I, I think, think there might be like one spin. I mean, that's usually yeah. what always happens, whether it be Brad Keselowski. <laughs> so, um, hmm, I don't really have any other thoughts in my head. So, 
Does somebody flip? Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, there we go. Yes. That's, that's what happens Colin. this weekend, baby. Let's Colin, go. Colin. All right. So in case anybody doesn't know, Colin literally every week, and I don't know why he does this. Colin literally just goes, I'm just hoping for a flip. <laughs> like every weekend you told my girlfriend this, you said, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. I hope somebody flips. <laughs> like, I like I, I don't as much as I don't want to see these drivers get hurt or have accidents like this because then it creates a whole oh man we need to lower the horsepower the cars are too damn dangerous. But then the it, first it thing you funny. see the next day is a commercial for NASCAR and the first thing they show is the car flying through the air. So like yeah I know it just you like it or do you not like it? So listen listen right. Michigan Austin Dillon should have flipped last week or Joey gave. Flipped. I mean, come on, guys. We're we're coming so close to getting yeah. these. We we had a Our time's the charm. Indianapolis, and nobody jumped over it and flipped. I mean, guys, come on. It's Talladega. We we got to find that flip this week. Come on. All right. all right. You guys with me? So all right. So Colin thinks there will be a flip. Uh, a I, I I don't think there's going to be a flip. Kenny. I don't know. Are we talking all three series again? Yeah, because like if we're talking yeah. all three series, yeah, I'd say I think there's gonna series. be, I think that there's gonna be a flip in the trucks. Uh, I don't think there'll be a flip. Oh, I love trucks. That. There's always something. Xfinity, definitely not. There is but, only one thing that I like about flips is because of how gnarly they look. Like with Brennan Braun, like that was so fucking cool to watch that. One thing you guys gotta understand is when when a car's flipping, it, it's well. Okay, I say that we got to understand it, but I, I truly don't understand it myself. It, it's it's a lot better for a car to flip and break apart than to just hit the wall head on. I In- mean, I, I think I, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with you on that. I mean, you can have um, dude, look at Ryan. No, Newman. I mean it's a fact. <laughs> look at Ryan Newman. <laughs> okay, he got, he got hit in the head by another race car. I'm talking like like you know Joey Logano's flip or Brendan Gaughan's flip. You know, it's a little tumble. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, hitting the catch fence and blowing apart. Yeah, but I'm, but but even then, if you flip like tumble that. tumble over a couple times, is but, you're pulling less Gs than you are hitting the wall head on. But you're flipping, and then, God forbid, you get hit. Even if you flip well, without even hitting the wall. Hit. Yeah, but, like, what if you get hit? It could be worse if you were to hit the inside wall. I just want to see a car fly through the air and land nicely. And okay, have yeah. All right. And wave all to right. The crowd all right. Crash and blow the kisses and extract the kid from the stands and take a picture with them and then walk into the ambulance. All right. Yeah. That, that sounds just fine. So Colin thinks it'll be a flip. Kenny does. I don't think so. So, all right. Anyways, um, all right. Here's, all right. Here's my last topic before we go on to one of our favorite parts of the show our fantasy and picks to round off the show um so obviously we're going to talladega this weekend as we all know so i want to say i'm going to go with kenny kenny since this is your second episode on um my question for all of us uh and a description is um what is your favorite talladega race or finish so kenny what is your favorite talladega race or finish Race it, could be, it could be anything. It could be anything. Whoo! All three series. Spot here. All three series. Oh, All three gosh. series. Ah, uh, uh, there's a tough one, man. Oh um, shit! I don't know. I got to start with Cup because Truck and Xfinity. You know, there's. You know they're they're memorable, but I, I you know you're only really focusing on the Cup, Cup, 
every when it comes to plate weekend. So, but for Cup, I think my favorite finish would have to be who I don't know. I wish you asked me that earlier so I could have thought about it. Um, Ali. Hmm. Think I we should know, skip man. you and go to Colin? I think it? so. It, it's it's tough. I, I don't want to say 2011 because, you know. That's everybody's. That's everybody's. So, you know, it, it was a badass finish. You know, everyone pushing each other. Um. If I have to, you know what? I found it, baby. I know. I, I 2014 have I know. spring race, David Reagan winning. That was, 20, that was 2013. That was 2013? Oh, my gosh. My years are all mixed up. Whatever. David Reagan winning 2013, hands down. Gilliland has got it. Front row, Reagan. Reagan. Got a victory lane at Talladega. Man, that was so cool. That was amazing. That so, race. You know what, dude? That, that race had a little bit of everything. It had its early big one, then it had big, big one, and then it had a shock winner. Like, oh, that yeah. race really did that have a little bit of everything. Talladega race. That is exactly what you want, a Talladega race. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just – And I've met David Reagan before, and, and I know his dad, Ken Reagan, you know, personally. Ken Reagan's helped me out a lot in real life with legend car racing and bando racing and stuff. And Ken's a good guy, so definitely – Definitely got to choose that one. That was a very, very awesome finish. Um, see David get it done, baby. So that's my cup one. Uh, I don't know about Xfinity and truck, man. There's too many. Yeah, I agree um, with that one. And I just, it's like, to be honest, I don't even remember what happened last year in trucker Xfinity because it's just. Very underwhelming last year, actually, in trucker Xfinity. I don't yeah, it, it's. Gosh, I'm... it was odd for Talladega races. I'd have to go rewatch him. Yeah, Ryan Vargas debuted the TikTok car. Though. I know Rafael Lasard won last year. Yeah, yes, he did. yeah. Not, that's I like why that I don't guy. remember. Xfinity Where did that Justin guy go? Haley. Didn't have the money he to pay for KBM. Damn. Yeah, and he, he, he where was he? GMS and they canned him and put Chase Purdy in the car because yeah, he didn't have enough money to pay. That's why. Yeah. It's not that they canned him; he just didn't have the money to pay. Well, yeah. then they fired him. Because he didn't have the money to pay. Doesn't matter. He got canned either way. Yeah, but it's not like they fired him. Come, there's a difference between getting fired and not having the funds to pay for your race. I'm sorry if they call you up and say, "Hey, it's kind of bad. Have money. We're we're kicking you out." That is getting fired. I mean, eh, he also just didn't really have a lot of sponsorship backing him too. You know, the kid only had so much. Plus, it's from Canada. what you what you have to do to become a driver nowadays. Yeah, it really does. So, but all right, Kenny, I'm guessing you just can't think of a truck or Xfinity finish. So, Gosh, should I jump so to hard. Colin? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I no. got a few in my head. So, Colin, do you have, uh, do you have a cup fit? What is your favorite cup finish at Talladega? And or, yeah, so 20, 2013, 2013 was really good, but obviously, I'm not going to pick that one. Uh, the one that came to my mind first was the uh, playoff race in 2019. Uh, when Ryan Newman and Ryan Blaney come into the line. Uh, and then that was like one of the closest finishes. That one was absolutely epic. I was very satisfied with that race that day too. I felt like that was another really perfect Talladega race. Um, I just felt like the only thing that would have made that one better, I can say this as someone who considers himself a Ryan Blaney fan, I almost wish that Ryan Newman won that race 
because Ryan Newman was the underdog in that situation. And then it would have been like, we got an underdog winner. We had a flip. We had some big ones. It was a crazy talent digger race. Like that would have been like the icing on the cake, but that finish was epic in 2019. Uh, The only truck finish I can think of is I believe it was 2014 when like all the leaders wrecked and then like that was that was 2013 and and i don't remember who won the race i think it was like sauter or something like that johnny sauter won miguel pluto flipped over it's 2013 yeah well you you know jason i i heavily dislike johnny sauter (laughs) finish itself was really good i mean i I think sauter was like the only one who crossed the line was there was only two drivers him and matt crafton yeah, he was like driving all alone. There was this like a plume of smoke behind him. Like, hell, I don't. I, I mean, that's Saladega, man. That's crazy. A plume of smoke. Everyone else has crashed. Like, that's a wild finish, man. I don't know if that's considered a good finish, but hell, that's entertaining. Do, anyway, you, have, do you have your Xfinity finish, though? I have a least favorite finish. What is that? When uh, Brendan Poole got screwed out of his first career win. Oh, yeah. God only knows where Brendan Poole would be right now if he won that race. Dude, Pain. I love Brendan Poole. I'm a Brendan Poole stand. When he was in the Cup Series last year, every race was just, like, a little more, like, happier because Brendan Poole was there. Like, he, I feel like he's such an underrated driver, underdeserved driver. He's very funny. He, he's great on social media, TikTok. I think he's a really good look for the sport. I think he's a really talented driver. He showed what he could do with uh, Chip Ganassi when he was in the Xfinity Series. Granted, never actually got that win, but he didn't have much time to prove himself. I just, I hope he can come back. I know he's he's battling some injuries right now, but I hope he can come back and get some ride somewhere. I mean, hell, even the Truck Series. Wait, where is he? Wait, how is he injured? What what happened? With him? Uh, I think he hurt himself over the off season. Is that why he's not racing at all? Yeah, I believe it's his something in his arm, his wrist, maybe. Um, But I'm pretty. Don't quote me on this, but I'm like ninety percent sure this new NASCAR video game that come that's coming out. He like helped with the graphics or whatever. Like you know, you know when they take someone for a video game, they put like all those balls on them and everything, and they're like an actor for the video game. Yeah, I think that was Brendan Poole. Yeah, it's motion capture. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's pretty damn that's, cool. Yeah, I'm 90% sure that's Brandon Poole. Mm-hmm. So, good stuff. He's still within the sport. I, he's not gone yet, but. I mean, he, well, let's hope not because I like Brandon Poole. He's pretty damn cool. So, so yeah, I, I was absolutely livid when they didn't give him that win. I think we all were. I mean, so pissed. I was like, yeah, Brandon Poole. And then it, it was just. Oh. NASCAR ruins another finish. So heartbreak, so heartbreaking. That's the least favorite. I don't think I have a favorite. I mean, Kyle Busch won a lot of Xfinity races at Talladega. I know, I know mine. Hey, Kyle, right, yeah, Bush, yeah, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch didn't win any fucking Xfinity races at Talladega. You want to make a bet? He won like one time. I know he, he won twenty eleven. He won like twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Joey Logano won one. One of those races. It was the race one. Yeah, Logano beat him to the line once. No, I've heard a few more like back in the day. He did win in trucks, though, but for sure, because Mike Wallace flipped on the last lap. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, what's it called? Um, 
So my truck finish is actually a race that Kyle Busch ended up winning. Uh, yeah. It was that 2009 race, oh, I think Eric it was. Yeah. Him and Eric Almirola, Almirola blocked. Uh, 2010, I think it was. It, whatever year it was. That one, Yeah. Um, that, that was, was a really cool finish. Xfinity, I can't believe you all forgot this. 2013 spring Talladega race for the Xfinity Series with a three wide coming to the line. Casey Kane, oh, Joey yeah, Logano, and, and – no. That wasn't Kurt Busch. It was it was Joe Logano, or Brackett. Who was in the twenty two? It was him, Reagan Smith, and Casey Kane. Everybody thought Casey Kane and won, but Reagan Smith did some tomfoolery crossing over coming to the trioval, and he ended up winning the race because the yellow came out at the time uh, when he was in the lead. Um, as for Cup, two thousand ten Spring Talladega race, Kevin Harvick pushes McMurray all the way to the front with two laps to go. Just to say, uh-uh, and he beats him to the line by a splitter. That race is definitely really cool because just hearing Mike just uh, – I think it was Mike Joy going like, oh, here it comes. And, stuff. and then just hearing DW go, oh, he got him. He timed it perfect <laughs> with, with uh, Larry McReynolds. That race is just so damn cool because that was like peak Kevin Harvick era almost. Um, and, and Jamie McMurray was just so dominant that year too. Um, but yeah, those are my three. Those are my uh, three of my favorite finishes from Talladega in the Truck Series uh, through Xfinity and Cup. Um, appreciate all that, uh, sharing the memories. Um, we now move on to the last two subjects of our podcast for tonight, or for whenever the hell you're listening to this shit. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna go with fantasy. Kenny does not have his uh, NASCAR app included on his phone yet. Silly, man! You gotta do you gotta download that stuff. You can you can join in on fantasy next week if you do this. Shit. Wait, on the NASCAR app on my yeah, phone? Yeah, it's on the NASCAR. I have the NASCAR app. Just go to fantasy. If if you don't have to log in, you could do it right now. We'll let you do your fantasy picks last. Oh, okay. Wait, here's fantasy. Yeah, Hold set up. your set your stuff up real quick. Enter name like my name, Kenny yeah. Brady. I think yeah. you gotta join a league first. No, no, you don't. No, you don't have to join anything. Oh, you don't. I don't believe so. No, I just I just logged in online. Well, Kenny's gonna sign, do his little thing first. So, Colin, what is going on here? Create your first entry. I'm confused. Yeah, you gotta just create your first entry for the weekend. That's that's how that stuff works. And then you just choose your starters and then your garage pick. You get. Five oh, okay. Wait. Two. Okay. So, y'all y'all do it first. I'll, I'll create. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So, all right, Colin. Uh, obviously, me and you, big on fantasy. You more of the fancy guy than me, but uh, who are your starters and your garage pick this weekend at Talladega? Uh, as we all know, this is going to be a little bit of a more wacky kind of uh, starting lineup uh, filled with starters and then your garage pick. So who you got for those six drivers you're uh, going to utilize this weekend? Hell yeah, guys. Fantasy time. Let's do it. All right. So you're right. It, it is a little wacky, but we'll start off with the normal stuff. All right. I'm thinking starter number one, we're going to go Denny Hamlin. He's got the momentum, won this race last season, uh, tremendously good at these uh, these super speedway tracks, won the Daytona 500 more times than I can count, uh, won Talladega. Uh, I, I think he's definitely going to be a solid pick. He's going to be up there. Uh, he's got nothing to lose. He even said it himself, he could breathe easy going to Talladega. So you know who's going to be right in the middle of that pack with absolutely nothing to lose? Going to be Denny Hamlin. So watch out for Denny Hamlin. Put him on your fantasy team if he's not there. He's an easy pick this week. 
pick number two. We're going with the man, the myth, the legend, the Mr. Restrictor Plate Master himself. Jason, can you tell me who I'm talking about right now? Yeah, because I think everybody should have him this weekend. I'm going to guess that's Ryan Blaney. It sure is. It's Ryan Blaney. I think that's another just obvious pick. It's hard to say that there's obvious picks at a, at a track where you could be leading one second and literally in the fence next second, like literally not figuratively. You could like explode the next second. Uh, but man, Ryan Blaney at these restrictor plate tracks. I'm just going to keep calling it a restrictor plate track. I don't even care. Ryan Blaney at these tracks, man, he is so good. I don't know what he knows that these other drivers don't. If it's just luck, if it's pure skill, I don't know how he gets around this track the way he does, but man, he is goaded at these tracks. Put him in your fantasy team this weekend. You will not regret it. Ford is good at these tracks. Blaney is good at these tracks. Have him in there because Blaney is phenomenal at these racetracks. Um, the third pick, I was really skeptical about putting him in here. But I'm going to do it anyway. It's Brad Keselowski. Listen, this is not Brad Keselowski's year. He, he does not have it. He's sitting above the cut line only by a couple points. He's right on the cusp of it. I think he goes into Talladega and has a decent race. He won this race at the beginning of the season at Talladega. But, man, it's just not Keselowski's year. I really don't foresee him advancing out of this round, to be quite honest with you. Um but hell, he very well could go up there and win race at Talladega, just like anybody really can go up there and win this race at Talladega if they play their cards right. Um, I Brad Keselowski has lost his spunk somewhere. Um, I you know, him in the two cards, just a downward spiral at this point. Um, but granted, he is very good at Talladega. I think this is one of his last real shots to get a a win with that two car and that two team. Um. I have faith in him. So I'm, I'm going to say put Brad Kozlowski in your team this weekend. He's worth a lot of points. Uh, this is where it gets a little wonky. We're going to throw Chris Busher in there. Uh, Chris Busher finished fake second at Daytona at the, uh, the playoff cutoff race or the, the, the regular season cutoff race uh, ended up getting DQ'd for some reason. I forget what it was, but he ended up finishing last, but actually crossed the line in second. He's a great, great restrictor plate driver, great at these super speedway tracks, always seems to be up there, always seems to be a contender. Uh, Chris Busher is a great guy to throw in there and sneak you a few points. Now, for my fifth and final driver, another guy I was really, really skeptical about putting him in, but, man, he's good at these tracks too, but he's aggressive. I'm not talking about Ricky Stenhouse. I'm talking about Bubba Wallace. Listen, Bubba Wallace has had a lot of time with 2311. He's had a lot of time to figure out, you know, what this team is about and how to drive these cars. Bubba Wallace was one of the favorites to win the Daytona 500 this year because of how good he was and how fast he was at that super speedway track. Then at Talladega, he was fairly decent in that race. I know Joey Logano basically, flipped on top of him so he had some issues uh daytona regular season cutoff race finishes actually second man i think he'll go up there and he will certainly be a contender in this race on on sunday i mean he is going to go up there and lead laps he's going to be aggressive not sure if he's going to be around at the end 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna be very surprised if he's around at the end to uh to say something about who wins this race. But man, Bubba Wallace, I know people got a lot of steamy opinions about him, but you cannot deny the fact that this man knows how to drive on these restrictor plate tracks. He is aggressive, and I think he will be up there and he will be fast. Are we ready for the garage pick now, guys? Yes, sir. All right, my garage pick, that dreaded garage pick. <sighs> Gonna go Matt Benedetto. Matty D, he almost won this race last season. I don't know what I expect from him. Listen, this is Matt Benedetto's last chance to win a race with the Wood Brothers before he figures out what he's doing next season. This is the last chance he has. Now, granted, that 21 car is a car that can go up and, and win any, you know, can be a contender most weeks. But we throw him at Talladega. I think this is his last chance. I think he's going to be balls to the wall. He knows that he has to put up a good showing at this track. And what better way to do it than win? Uh, he got walled by Chase Elliott at Daytona. He was mighty close to getting the victory there. I don't know, man. I think Matt Benedetto is a really good pick this week. And I just couldn't start him, though, because he couldn't he, he didn't fall anywhere. But the great thing about this fantasy is we got two stages. And after uh, right before stage three, you take your garage pick and insert him into your starters. Man, that's a lot of time for my starters to wreck. And Matty D, I think, is going to be there at the end. He's another guy that I'd be surprised if he actually finishes the race, but I think he'll finish uh, those first two stages problem and up there contending in the final laps. So I'm just going to do a little rundown. I know I, I probably went over my time, but Denny Hamlin is my starter, followed by Ryan Blaney, Brad Kozlowski, Chris, no, sorry, Chris Busher, Bubba Wallace, and in the garage we have Matt DiBenedetto. Some solid picks there, my friend. Um... I got a question. Yes. So with this fantasy, can I just put anyone as in my in my starters? Yeah, you can put anybody. You have five uses of anybody throughout the playoffs. All right, I'm ready then. I made it. All righty. All right. Kenny, I, shall I go? Do you want to go or you want me to go first? It's up to you. I can do it. All righty. Kenny Brady, give us your first rundown of your starters right. to your garage pick. My first ever inaugural fantasy lineup. Uh my number one starter is Brad Kizalowski. I mean, I don't know how you can't choose Brad to win this weekend. It's Talladega. He has six wins at Talladega, and he's going to get his seventh. So I got Brad Kizalowski as my number one guy. Number two, I got Denny Hamlin because it's Denny Hamlin at a super speedway. I mean, you, you can't count him out. He just... Every time we're at a super speedway, it seems he's up front leading leading the pack. So, uh, got to have Denny Hamlin in there. And then number three, the guy who just keeps on winning at Talladega is Ryan Blaney. So, I got Ryan Blaney as my third starter. And then my fourth starter is Matt DiBenedetto. Because like Colin was saying, he only has a few races left. I think he's going to be very aggressive this weekend to show that he still belongs in the cup series. Um, and then my last starter, I'm actually going out on a limb here. I got Justin Haley, baby. Whoa. Got That's got kind it. of a shocker. I completely forgot. He was only announced to be running as 
today. I yeah. got to put Justin yeah. Haley in there, dude, because Justin knows how to win. He, I mean, he, he just won the Xfinity race at Daytona. So, you know, and, he, and he's won it multiple times. He has, you know, I know it rained, but he has a, a, a Coke. He has a Cup Series victory at Daytona, another plate track. Justin Haley knows how to get it done. So we got Justin Haley up in there. And my garage pick, the guy who just wrecks every week. I hate to say it. It, my garage pick is going to be uh, Daniel Suarez. Poor guy. Hey, he was up there at the end of the race back at Daytona this past yeah, uh, actually a great this past couple months. He yeah. almost won the race if he didn't get uh, gotten hooked by Kurt Busch. I don't know, man. I think I think Daniel's going to end up on the old hook. Well, right. I want to chose him on the garage pick, but you do you, buddy. Yes, Anyways, uh, time for my starters in my garage pick, folks. Uh, starting off with my number one starter, Denny Hamlin. I mean, come on. He's got, he's got three day 2,500 victories. Um, he's got, I believe, two or three Talladega wins. Uh, he literally has nothing to lose, as Colin said just a bit ago. Uh, the man literally is locked into the round of eight. He has nothing to, nothing to lose going out there this weekend, being up at the front, getting as many stage points as he can to be secure so that he knows he can be locked in the final four for sure in case anything were to go wrong in the round of eight. Um, so Denny Hamlin is my number one pick. Number two, uh, my one love, my favorite, Ryan Blaney. Uh, he's won two out of the last four Talladega races, uh, both by the same margin of victory. How crazy is that? By seven one thousandths of a second. Um, Ryan Blaney could have gotten it done here in the spring um, if Matt Benedetto wouldn't have blocked him and gave the win to Brad Keselowski. But Ryan Blaney, uh, not also to mention the fact, too, that he is a uh, – he is a dual winner at Daytona in 2018, and he just won this most recent Super Speedway uh, race at Daytona with the current package that we're going to Talladega with this weekend. So look out for Ryan Blaney. Definitely, as you may have heard from all three of us so far with our rosters, uh, definitely uh, you're making a very poor mistake not putting Ryan Blaney in fantasy um, this weekend. Uh, third, I'm going Great. with Chris Buescher. Um, finished second, or not second. Uh, was it second or was it third? I think it was no, no. Oh, no. He got DQ'd. He got DQ'd yeah, he finished Daytona. Second, got he got DQ'd at Daytona, but even so, uh, Chris Buescher usually tends to be up there in the mix. He's so-so at Daytona. I mean, uh, Talladega. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get that time of the night, folks. It's almost 12 a.m. here. It's 1130. Oh, my God. Um, Chris Buescher, I think he'll be all right. Uh, he's definitely a safe pick. Uh, fourth going with second-place finisher this past uh Super Speedway race at the Coke Zero 400 Daytona. Bubba Wallace, um, he had a shot to win the Daytona 500. He had a shot to win Coke Zero 400. He's been pretty solid on these plate tracks. He knows how to get it done, um, at least consistent-wise. I don't know if he's exactly uh, win-wise, but you never know. It's Talladega. Uh, I changed. I was going to say Michael McDowell, but I changed to Brad Keselowski because Kenny's one stat about six wins at Talladega really gave it away. Uh, Brad Keselowski just won the most recent race at Talladega. A little bit of a tweak to the arrow package compared to how he did win. Plus, he was kind of given it by Matthew Benedetto, uh, blocking Blaney in the last slot there uh, this past spring. But Brad Kozlowski, I uh, don't see how he's not a good choice. Blue Ovals, just in general, are going to be fast this weekend. And my garage pick, Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest is extraordinary when it comes to these Super Speedway races. He's always up there. The man literally was bobbing and weaving through traffic in the 2019 Daytona 500 to finish up there in the top 10. Um, he's very good. 
2019, he went up in the air a little bit, almost went upside down. Um, but he knows how to get it done. I think he's going to be able to survive. I think he'll be able to uh, maybe get you a few points since we're going to fantasy. So, again, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Chris Busher, Bubba Walls, Brad Kelsey, and Ryan Priest mm. for my garage pick. And that is your NASCAR Fantasy Live uh, roster from me, Colin, and Kenny this weekend for the Talladega Super Speedway. Definitely going to be a hectic one and a lot of people's brackets and fantasy lineups, uh, hopes, whatever the hell you want to call it. Definitely going to be broken after this weekend. Guys, I'm a little surprised. How so? Stain. Joe Logano. No Joe Logano. I didn't even think about him. No McDowell. Hendrick cars. Well, I almost chose. Well, the Hendrick car. Yeah, but Hendrick's so poor at the play tracks. They're not like they used to be. We you don't got with June and Byron below There's the no line. June bug. Yeah, but you got to understand, Byron had a win because of just a move out of desperation in 2020. In Byron came close to winning this race in the spring. I mean, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's either they're there, it's either they're there, or they just wrecked. Hey, I'm just a little. I'm just a little surprised. I thought, you know, we we all get five picks. I thought at least one person was going to pick a Hendrick car. No Chase Elliott, no one. Yeah, they're just surprised. not that good. They're not as good as they used to be. I'm telling you. It's just, I, yeah, it's crazy. You know, but it is what it is. So uh, to round out our uh, podcast for tonight, we're going to give our picks for Talladega. Um, this is really difficult. This is not like Las Vegas or Bristol or anything like that to give picks this weekend. Um, honestly, I don't really even know who the hell I even want to choose to pick to win this race this weekend. Um, so I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to go with my gut, but, uh, I'm going to let you guys choose first. Colin, who do you got winning this weekend at Talladega, my friend? Let's see. Alexa, give me a random NASCAR driver. <laughs> Here is a NASCAR driver, Justin Allgaier. Well, Justin Allgaier. Right. He's racing. <laughs> He's racing. <laughs> He's racing. Wait, no, he is. He's racing. He's racing. He's Wait, racing. Okay, that he is racing. That, no, that's what I meant. I'll... I meant to say that. I meant to say that uh, Justin Allgaier was announced to race this weekend a few hours ago. Not Justin Haley. I meant to say Justin Allgaier was announced today to drive. I believe it was. Yes, that 77 car is winning. At... All right. <laughs> Hey man, now you gotta choose him. All right, yeah, all right. just no guy. That's my pick. <laughs> Kenny, who you got this weekend, my friend? Ooh, well, you know, how can I not pick Mister Super Speedway? I got Brad K taking the dub. He's going to the round of eight, easy money, just like he's done six other times. Brad Keselowski is winning at Talladega next. Ryan Blaney, I'm biased, but I'm going to go with my driver. I'm sorry, man. He's he's won two of the last four Talladega races, fresh off of the most recent Super Speedway win at Talladega. Um, I really hate to bite the bullet if I'm wrong, and I really hope he's able to salvage a good day. Hell, even a, t- a top 10 would be fine with me this weekend. Um, I just want points. That's all I care about. Some stage points, maybe a stage win. It's just these races are so – like, this is the thing about having anxiety. Like, these races, they make me so anxious because ever since Ryan Newman's oh flip, it just makes me really, really, like, uh, Like, you know? Heart I, I, rate I don't know. Yeah, your heart rate. Like, calm. When you were over here for Daytona, dude, my heart rate was through the roof the last 40 laps. We kept thinking oh, they were going to wreck. You know? Same here, man. I can't sit down when I watch play yeah, races. Yeah, we so couldn't either. Stand up None and of us walk could. around. 
it's crazy. crazy. It, it's, it's crazy how intense it is. I oh, love yeah. And we're not I even in the intensity. Car. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy, but there we go for this weekend. Colin goes random Alexa pick with uh, Justin Argyre. Kenny's going Brax us. I'm going my man Ryan Blaney. So that's Two it, guys. Drivers, and then got any uh, got any final closing thoughts before we end the episode here? Uh, I love Talladega. <laughs> I love Talladega. I love me some Talladega. <laughs> Talladega, ice cold beer. It's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, it should be a great weekend. So uh, I guess we will sign it off, guys. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Nast Time podcast. Uh, episode four next will be Cinco next week uh, after Talladega. So, can't wait to see how our predictions, how our fantasy lined up. Um, can't wait to see the drama that unfolds because I will tell you, it is going to be a wild one. Uh, hopefully no WL line controversy for, for the love of God. Um, I'd be really disappointed if we had to sit here and talk about WL line rule for 30, 40 minutes. So okay. hopefully we don't have to deal with that. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Nast Time Podcast, episode number four. Uh, I'm Jason Rockefeller, your host, alongside my two co-hosts, Colin Ward and Kenny Brady. Thank you all so much for watching, or not watching, but listening here on Spotify. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week after Talladega. We talk about the Roval.